Jamry, how are you, my man? Doing good. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing well. Again, just talk about this, and, and for you as a player, I know you're not focused on college game day, but to have the show, you've seen the show, you know what it's all about, to have it come to Harrisonburg to be a part of what you guys are doing, how special is that for you as a player? I mean, it feels very special, you know, like, during the season, you see every Saturday they at a different school, one school and another school. But for them to come to James Madison University, it means a lot, though, and it's very big for us, the fans, and the whole university. Do you ever think that would happen in your time? I mean, I never had that thought in mind. So, but <laughs> for it to happen, it's, like, very surreal. Yeah, no question about that. It, it is, has this all been surreal for you guys to be 10-0, have, have so much talk around, around your team, game day coming here? Has it been a little surreal this year? Yeah, in a way. I mean, for us, we always have that winning mindset. Well, we just didn't think it was going to be like this big time. Yeah, it's been big time. It, yeah. You guys are kind of the talk of college football right now. Oh, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> it feels good, but we just got to keep the main thing the main thing because that's what's got us here. Man, he, he, he talks just like his head coach. He, you've, you've been trained right. <laughs> you know, how, how does it feel to be ranked 18th in the country, too? Again, I, I know coach is always going to talk about, hey, the clutter, get that away. We don't want to mess with that. You, mm-hmm. The main thing's the main thing. But for you on this team to be ranked 18th in the country, now four straight weeks in the top 25, how's that feel? It feels very good. I've never been a part of a team that was ranked for multiple weeks. So it's like going up the rankings and then going back to when we was ranked the first time this year and going up the rankings, it just shows a lot about us as a team. And I feel like for us, like we just keep on working hard, doing what we have to do. It's going to even happen even more. Jamie Cromo again, defensive lineman for James Madison that gets that for Appalachian State coming up at 2 o'clock on Saturday. And I want to get this out of the way. It happened yesterday. Obviously, the NCAA denied the waiver. You guys as players, has that affected you, the, the, the back and forth on what's going on? Has that affected you guys? Is there talk about that at all? Um, I feel like it affected us, like some guys in a way. But at the same time, the way that we look at things, just control what we can control. The only thing that we can control is our play and you know, I reckon going out there to win games, but we can't control what the NCAA would do with making their decisions. So, well, us, the only thing we have to control is just us going out there, you know, going all out and winning the game. Chris Brooks is with us today, again, Director of Athletic Communications over at James Madison. And obviously disappointing for all of us to, to have that, but but for, Jam says it right, and there's so many veteran guys like you, Jam, that, that so many guys understand that, again, that was probably a long shot to happen anyway, mm-hmm. but but – there's so so much great leadership on this team and what you're talking about. And, Chris, we've seen that with this team all, well, the entire year, haven't we? Yeah, we really have. I mean, this is a special group. It, it's hard to do what they're doing. Yeah. And to consistently do it, I think it says a lot about the character. It says a lot about the leadership, the coaching, just just being being in the right mindset. you got to have a certain mindset. Like, you know, you to be great, like, as Coach says, is it's not normal. <laughs> right. Like, this isn't normal. But it sure is fun, and, like, when you see consistently, like, and they're finding different ways to win. I mean, like, Jam, how many times have you been on the field at the end of the game? Like, oh. you, know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it hasn't just been like, okay, we're blowing them out. This isn't, the, right. you know, like what it, it used to be. hasn't been easy. <laughs> no, this hasn't been easy. I mean, to me, I think it says a lot about you guys that, like, you have found different ways to win mm-hmm. on any given week. So, for me, like, obviously – I'm not in the locker room as much as you are being a player, but what is what is that feeling like that shows it's not necessarily an offensive thing or a defensive thing. It's a team thing that you guys, when the game's on the line, you're like, all right, let's go get it done. I mean, I put it like this, like football is a team game and no individual can do everything by themselves, but it's like 
we all have that one moment we have to come together as a team and you know finish better than what we started and compared to the games that we played in the past some things didn't go our way but we just had to keep on fighting and fighting until like we can't fight no more and we was able to get the result that we won not the way we expected but as long as we fought hard got the win it just shows a lot about us as a team do you see that leadership on both sides of the football and i i feel and i said this about last year's team too and this year might even be more but it, you guys are so connected, and, and, it, and it can be the entire defense, but it's also offensive guys too. Some yeah. teams are, are – there's a disconnect between the offense and defense, and they right. do their thing, you do your thing. But you guys are so connected as a team and as leaders. Do you feel that too? Yeah, I feel the connection because, like, even us as a defense, we depend on the offense for them to put up points. And, like, the offense, they depend on the defense for us to give them the ball back. So it's like, you know, they depend on each other. We depend on each other, and we care about each other. We have nothing but love for each other. So it's like that's just what makes us be connected and be together as one. Do you feel like you're you're one of the big leaders on this team now? I know last year, again, it's your first year. It's hard yeah. to be a leader in year one. But do you feel, feel different this year? Yeah, yeah, most definitely feel more different as a leader. I feel like I show a lot by example. But also being a vocal leader, especially like, you know, talking to the young guys, letting them know about, you know, certain things that they have to do, what to do, what not to do. So just showing them the road to that. When they get older and being my age, you know, they'll, they'll know better than before. What's it mean to, to walk out at midfield for the Quintos, be a captain of this team? I mean, it feels good, you know, big time. Early in the year, I wasn't a captain. You know, Kidwell, he was a captain, but unfortunately he went down. So the next guy that's a leader that had to step up, be the captain, was me, and I was selected for that. So, you know, feel pretty grateful for that. I didn't be planned on, like, walking out there for the coin toss, but I just really planned on, like, you know, showing guys um, by example, being a leader, just doing the things that I have to do. It shows a lot about what you've done in, in a short time here. Again, last year being your first year, being voted as a captain to be able to be one of the leaders. Yeah. Uh, does that mean a lot to you? Yeah, it does mean a lot. It just show a lot about me, like as a person, how I, how I carry myself and how I am as a leader. And this showed me, it just shows that do things the right way and you and yeah. work hard. So I feel like you do right and do things that you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it. Eventually, like things will work out for you and other people will see it. Talking to Jamie Cromo again, defensive lineman for James Madison. And to go back to kind of what Chris was talking about, you guys, I think it's been four games that you've been on the field for the final play to have to get one stop and yeah. sometimes multiple stops. The Troy game, what, at least three stops? Um, four against ODU, I think it was, where they had to get Utah, those stops. Utah State. Utah State. Yeah. Back to back. Multiple, picks. yeah. Yep. Uh, so there's been many times where it's been a one possession game. Yeah. And you guys had to get a stop. Right. Or multiple stops, like we talked about. Has that been has that been fun to, to have that pressure on you? To, and even though even the Utah State game or the UVA game, some of those games, it was a struggle for a little while. Gave up mm-hmm. some yards, some points. Yeah. But then when when it mattered most, you guys rise up and, and make some big stops. Yeah, I mean, big time. Like, you know, situations like that, big time players step up in big time games. But I feel like for us, that's a unit. Let's say like for defense, we all know that hey, it's time to step up, turn this thing up to another level, and bow up. So they won't get the message, and they follow by that message. And, and even if there's some, some fatigue and stuff, you guys kind of fight through that, don't you? Yeah, big time. Because, like, when you're in a situation like that, you're not thinking about, like, how tired you are. You think about, you know, making changes so that the opposing team won't, like, have anything go their way. Yeah. You know, also in that, I think it's interesting. <clears throat> excuse me. There have been different players to step yeah, up. Yeah, absolutely. Not Almost just every a, single not time. Just, if you think about it, like, you know, the Virginia game, I mean, really it was a total – Total defense had to get those two stops. Um, it started up front and putting them behind the sticks, and obviously that helps the defense a great deal when, when you're backing them up. But I go back to the Utah State game. I mean, Aiden Fisher kind of came onto the scene mm-hmm. that night, 
D'Angelo Pond's got a big pick off off that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you look at the Troy game. I want to say might have been like Tyreek Tucker. I know, or maybe that was Utah State too. He, he got a sack. Like, he got I mean, sack that's too. a guy who you know he, he hadn't played at all last year. So right. to see different guys doing things, how neat is that for you? That that maybe it's not necessarily hey, it's all on me. It's like it could be any one of the eleven. Yeah. Or even someone coming off the bench in a third down situation mm-hmm. who can make a big time play. How neat is that for you as an older guy to see that? I mean, it, it shows a lot and it's like very beneficial, but it just shows that, you know, anybody could make a big time play. And like for the guys that you just named, like Tyree Tucker, uh, D'Angelo Pons, and uh, Aiden, Aiden Fisher, those are young guys on this defense. So it's like for them to be in those kind of situations, it just show a lot about growth and they even become more better as a player as they grow along the way. So it, it feels good, big time. When I talk to, to you and, and, and your teammates, everybody's just like, I don't have to I, – I trust in the guy next to me. I don't have to do more than what I'm asked to do. And, yeah. and th- I mean, that's the cliche of do your job. Yeah. But, but that is important. If you, if you do more than your job, that could put you in a position where you can't do your own job. Really? Is that something that you guys – have fully trust in the guy next to you and, and part of why you have the success that you do? Yeah, like you trust the guy next to you, but also at the same time you expect for the guy to do what they're supposed to do, which is their job. Right. You know, like coach and other players would say, do your one eleven, which is more like your job, but you don't try to do somebody else's job because if you try to do somebody else's job, that's when, like, things will go left for you because you're trying to do somebody else's job. But, like, Whenever you want to feel, we expect for you to do what you're supposed to do, and we trust people. We're talking to Jamie Chroma, defensive lineman for James Madison. I remember, I think it was pro day back in the spring last year. Mm-hmm. Coach Koontz came up to me, and he's just like, hey, Dave, how's it going? I'm just like, hey, how's everything going with you? He's just like, it might have been right before spring ball, whenever it was. It was in the spring. Okay. He's just like, watch out for Jam. Mm-hmm. He goes, he goes he's, he's taking it to a different level in the offseason. He goes, watch out, watch out for Jamie. He's the guy that, that could take off this year. And you guys – I don't think you had been in spring ball yet. I think this was just through workouts and, and everything like that. Right. From last year to, to, to that offseason, did you attack the offseason to, to be able to, to do as much as you could your last year? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Though. You have a huge smile on your face, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, for sure. Because, like, after last year, like my first year here at JMU, I finished out the season pretty strong, especially towards, mm-hmm. like – the end in that second half. We started like, to see some something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure big is. time. So like my opportunities, like you know, guy went on like even more and got more opportunities on the field, and I just took advantage of those things. And I feel like after that season, gave me more confidence that hey, I could really go somewhere with this. And going to that off season, having talks with uh, Coach Owens or Coach Dio, the strength coach, he mm-hmm. just told told me about like the plans that he had for me in the off season, and I just took it day by day and attack it and. Uh, took advantage of the opportunity and just grow along the way. How much did you transform your body a little bit this off season? Yeah, because I was much more lighter last year. Not say like I was like small, right. but the like how much I weigh now, I was weighing way less than that, probably by like a difference of like ten pounds. Hmm. So I'm guessing a lot more muscle right now too. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> Not no fat, but definitely muscle and I feel like me putting on that muscle just helped me be more of a better athlete because mm-hmm. not about strength, but also, like, with the speed training and just being more explosive as an athlete, it really benefited me along the way. Coach Kunsnodi is talking about 
41 tackles, 18 and a half tackles for loss, yeah. nine sacks. Uh-huh. A lot of that's playing inside, though, too, which, again, you're playing both in and out, yeah. mainly outside right now. But uh-huh. is, is that one of your biggest strengths is being so versatile and being the athlete that you're talking about? Yeah, I mean, versatility is everything, especially, like, if a coach, is, if a coach know how to use your versatility the right way, it really benefits you a long way. So it's just like – with me as a player, being playing, being playing in those positions, being versatile, it just brings most value to me, like as a player, and brings more value to the defense that the defense can depend on me on to play this position or that position, wherever position it may be. Do you like one over the other? Uh, and Tackle they, or end? I just put it like this: like I'm a full player, so <laughs> um, wherever I'm at, I'm just gonna make the most of it. His <laughs> answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just just go ball out, man, right? Yeah. We're talking again to Jamie Cromo, defensive lineman for James Madison. And is it fun playing next to Carp? And, again, when Jalen was playing, obviously that's that's heartbreaking. But but all those guys up front, you guys have been so dominant this year. And you guys can – you probably kind of – okay, he gets a sack. Let me go get a sack. Yeah. And they've got picks. you got to get an INT now here pretty soon, right? <laughs> yeah, hopefully, <laughs> man. You know, hey, it could happen, um, you know, in my last home game. So we'll yeah, see. yeah, okay. Well, hey, the last home game last year, a certain defensive end got his first pick. That's right. yeah. So I guess, you know, Jalen did it. And then he learned his not to run, out, run of out of bounds. <laughs> <laughs> I bet if you get your hands on the ball, you're headed for six somehow. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, anytime I get the ball in my hands, I think about it scoring. So, like, going to get into the end zone <laughs> as fast as possible. Like, who doesn't want to do that? And those opportunities don't come by very often. So, when it does come to yeah. you, you got to make the most of it. So, I'm curious. You talk about getting the ball in your hand. When is the last time in a game situation at whatever level yeah. that you had the football in your hands? So, I mean – I caught a pick in high school. Okay. So, like, I dove for it. It was, like, a low low interception. So, that was, like, the last time we had, like, the, the ball in my hands in the game-like so, situation. All right. So, when's the last time you were running with the ball in your hands? Do you even sure. remember? It was probably, like, in my like in my early, early years of high school. But, like, coming to college, I haven't been in those situations yet. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had a pick six? No, nah, I never had a pick six. Well, then he's due. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Overdue. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we're calling it right now. <clears throat> Hot take. Hot take. There's our, <laughs> you know, we do hot takes, like fun fun mm. things. I was like, you know what? Jam's never had a pick six. Let's uh, let's try to speak it. Uh, we've been speaking some things into yeah, existence, like Zach Horton, you know, hey. earlier in the season. Jay. Uh-huh. So I'll, I'll Jay- be honest with you. The, the folks that have come on here, except for Nick Kidwell, <laughs> everyone after him, has had a pretty good game. <laughs> so, hey. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll mm. see what happens. Ryan Jam Chrome, my defensive lineman. For James Madison, did you was it always football for you growing up? Uh, yeah, big time. You know, I played football ever since I was eight. Um, what made me play football is like my older brother. You know, I watched him play football in high school because you know when you young, like as a baby, you really don't remember much. But as you get older along the way, you start remembering some things, seeing some things. So when I saw him play like that senior year of high school, a lot of people was like, "Hey, like he's a pretty good player," and. That just let me want to play football, want to be like him. But I didn't know any better at the time, so people just tell do me, what he's doing, right? Yeah, and people tell me don't be like him, be better than him. But he was the reason I started playing football, and I just went along with it. Two brothers, is that right? Yeah, I got two other brothers. So I got an oldest brother. Uh, his name is James. He's uh he's thirty seven, and then my older brother Kay. Uh, he's 34. Okay, so a little bit of separation in age, but I'm sure you yeah. looked up to those guys quite a bit, didn't you? Yeah, most definitely, though. You know, like, they like father figures to me. And mm-hmm. you know, me not having my dad in my life because my dad passed when I was three, they always made sure that I was straight no matter what. Kind of jammer, Cromwell, defensive lineman. You know, talk about that a little bit. Um, 
obviously that's that's very difficult to go through um, yeah. to have your brothers in, in a spot like that. I, I'm guessing they they <laughs> they really were your father figure, weren't they? Yeah, big time. You know, like even though my mother played a huge part, like raising me, Absolutely. but at the same time, like a mother can do can do much to a certain extent, and they can't really like show the boy how to be a man. It takes a man to show how to, show the boy how to be a man. Uh, talk about your brothers a little bit more and just the relationship that you have with them. And, and I, I'm sure they're, they're trying to come to as many games. I'm sure they're critiquing you as much <laughs> as possible. Yeah. I, they're your biggest fans. I can guarantee that. Yeah, big time. They watch the games a lot, and they come to the games also. So, like, um, what I was about to say, like, when my brothers, they watch me, what I'm doing with football, but even outside of football, they give me life lessons, how to go about things a certain way, how to carry myself, because they always tell me that, you know, be careful. We got a lot to lose, and always just make the right decisions, no matter what. Mama's always proud too, right? Yeah, most <laughs> definitely. Though my mom is proud for sure, regardless of what the situation is. She's proud of me because I came a long way, and she witnessed me. She witnessed like my my adversity and then my highs and lows and my and my milestones. And, you know, couldn't be any more proud. Yeah. Let, let me ask you this, because you and I had a conversation a few weeks ago, just an impromptu conversation. I'm glad I stuck around for it because I learned a lot about you that day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it kind of I got the sense that, like, your why, why you do what you do and, and how you handle yourself. And, and your mom's a big part of that. Yeah. I mean, like, how, how important is she to you and, and what you're trying to do to – to give back to her for what she's given you in life? I mean, she's very important to me, you know. She inspired me. That's the strongest woman I know. I mean, she's been through a lot. Like, when I say a lot, she's been through a lot, like a lot of struggles, uh, a lot of adversity, sudden changes in her life. So she's been through a lot. For her to, like, persevere and, you know, reach to the finish line, those things, and come out stronger than she was before, you know, you couldn't be any more proud of a mother who goes goes through those kind of things. So it just gives you inspiration that, you know, she's strong and just inspired me to, like, go even harder do I have to do. Do you think she's going to have just a big smile on her face Saturday? At yeah. <laughs> yeah, she will. She's the gonna, whole day. <laughs> yeah, she's going to be proud. I don't know. She might be emotional, but if she is, it's going to be, like, tears of joy and yeah. of how proud she is of me. You might have some tears with that too, right? No. <laughs> no, nah, I'll, be, I'll be good. Man. Okay. All right. But it's okay. It'll, it'll, probably, it'll probably hit in a way, but I won't. I don't think I would shut it too. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay if you need to. We're talking to Jamie Cromwell again, defensive lineman for the Dukes. They get set for Appalachian State coming up this weekend. And you know how did you grow up in, in Glen Arden? Yeah, I grew up in Glen Arden. So I was born in Texas, lived there three and a half years, then moved to Mar- Maryland, Prince George's County, Maryland. Lived in Blainsburg for a little bit and then moved to Glen Arden. The reason why I really claim like Glen Arden, Maryland, because that's where I spent most of my years at mm-hmm. and I'm no more over there compared to the other cities. So, like, Glen Arden will always be home for me. That's my hometown, and that's where I'm from. How was it growing up there? I mean, growing up, you know, as you get older, you see different things and sure. seeing how people go, like, this path or that path. But, like, due to, like, the way my mother raised me and still the discipline in me, being strict on me, it just had it made me realize I had to go my own path and a straight and narrow path. Like, if I want to, like, go over there, I have to do the right thing. And I just see along the journey, like, some people didn't do the right things, and it didn't take them a long way. So I had to, like, pick my own path, which was a good path for me. I'm guessing you saw at a young age kids go the wrong way. And yeah. then you, you kind of, with your mom and her guidance and, yeah. and seeing the struggles that she's going through, yeah. you're learning from that. You're, mm-hmm. you're inspired by that yeah. to, to go the right route. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing for me is just that 
never disappoint your mom. You know, I couldn't afford to have my mom be shame of the things that, like, I would do if it was something bad. So I just had my mind to, like, not get in trouble, not disappoint my mom because that could be embarrassing. Like, if I was to do something, would my mom be proud of that? No. Right. So why bother even try to do it? Love that. Time to Jamie Chroma. Everybody needs to follow that <laughs> advice right there. We're talking to Jamie Chroma, defensive lineman for JMU as they get set for Appalachian State. Did you grow up playing other sports too? So I played basketball for one season, but like one? My, That's it? Yeah, like in middle school, but I just didn't really see myself going far with basketball like how I see myself going with football. But like during the time, my mom she was really big on like you could get a scholarship from anywhere. So like don't put all your eggs in one basket. But I feel like once I focused on football, that's what I had to do and I started getting scholarship offers. Um, she was like, okay, hey, we're going to go with this. <laughs> so she don't have to pay for school. But with basketball, excuse me, like I just played one season in middle school, and then the majority of the time I just played street basketball. Yeah. But once I knew that uh, I was going to college for basketball and you know, I could go further with football, I just decided to stay up the court because you never know what may happen. Yeah, no doubt. Did you? Is that kind of the time in middle school that you're like, all right, let's let's try this football thing? I think I got a chance doing this. Yeah, it was like more later in high school because like early in my early years of high school, I didn't really know like what to like specifically do. I was trying to like figure it out. You know, I was playing like multiple positions. You know, like skill positions, and I kept on growing. And my coach was telling me like, hey, you should play on the D line. But I wasn't really big. I wasn't a big fan of playing on the D line. But once the I QB. Huh? You want to be QB nah, running nah, back? No, nah, <laughs> nah, I just want to play like the skill skill position because at the time I feel like D line the ball in your hand. <laughs> yeah, that too. And I just feel like D line really didn't get no love. So like, um, I put it like this: like you might look at me crazy and you'd be like, "Whoa!" But at first, like when I was younger, I wanted to play safety because you know I saw the guys playing safety like Sean Taylor, yeah, you know, like him as a hitter. I kept on growing. They said play outside. So. You kept going from the back of the yeah. defense to getting close so, to the front. Yeah, so <laughs> I kept on growing. Then they said, you know, play D-line. And then my head coach, uh, Coach Powell, who's still at Flowers High School, he, he tell me that, you know, if you take D-line serious, you can really get a scholarship. So I feel like I started really taking it serious going to, like, my like from my junior year going to my senior year. So once I took it serious, I just took off and the rest was history. Was the goal play play D1 football? Yeah, the goal was to play D1 football. And once it started happening, I said, hey, let's keep on working harder and get more offers. You went to Rutgers. Yeah. Talk about that process to, to go through that recruiting process and everything like that. And why eventually did you, did you pick Rutgers? So, I mean, at the time, like, I wanted to play Big Ten. So my dream was to be, play Big Ten. And Rutgers gave me the opportunity. I just went along with it. But before that, I was committed to Old Dominion University. Were you? Okay. Yeah, I was. So I could have went to Old Dominion, like, twice, come out of high school and then when I, when I answered the transfer portal. Oh, but, we're really glad you did not. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. So, yeah, but in high school, like, with me being committed to Old Dominion and Rutgers, like, showed a lot of mm-hmm. love, a lot of interest. And obviously they offered me and they said they wanted me to come to their school. And I took the visit over there. It was a no-brainer for me to go over there, and I just went along with it. Did you enjoy your time there? Yeah, I enjoyed my time over there. I mean, I just felt like later years, I just wasn't growing as a football player. I knew I had more to give to the game, and I didn't want to look back and saying that, oh, I wish I could have done this, I wish I could have done that, because that wouldn't sit well with me. So once I realized my worth and value, I just realized that my worth and value didn't belong at records, it belonged somewhere else, and had to make that decision to leave. But despite it, like me not growing as a football player and other things that happened at Rutgers, no, I enjoyed my time while I lasted. You know, it's been interesting to see, like, with the transfer portal and guys that maybe 
transfer in that maybe just didn't get the opportunities yeah. that they felt yeah. that they could. That's right. And then you, you get in the right – a lot of it is just are you in the right system? Yeah. You have the right coaches, the right mentors, the right teammates? Yeah. And I feel like you kind of found that here. Mm-hmm. It took a little bit. Yeah. But once you once once you kind of once we saw the like the light bulb switch go on, yeah. and I'm like, we're like, man, this guy's pretty good. Like I remember, I remember saying, I was like, towards the end of last year, like yeah. towards the end, of, I think yeah. it might have been even like the ODU game. I think I saw like, yeah. it, it, you were one that I was like, probably because he almost went there. He wanted to ball yeah. out against him. How about that? <laughs> but like, it, it's it's interesting just to see guys that, you know, obviously this is still FBS football now, but mm-hmm. like so, but for some people saying you transfer down, but. Look at what you're doing on a bigger scale. Like to me, that's impressive. That just hey, you're in the right system. You got the right coaches. You got mm-hmm. the right people around you. Yeah. And look how much you're able to flourish. How how cool is that? It's very cool. I mean, it came a long way. It's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. But not finished yet. But that's right. You know, getting closer to that finish line. But you know, all the things that I've been through and the adversity, hardship, it just made me the person and play that I am today. Is Chris right in, in, in the fact that the system there and just the opportunities weren't quite what you were hoping or what you were what you were yeah. wanting? I mean, yeah, he couldn't have said it any other way better. But I just, how can I put it, man? You know, sometimes when you do everything the best you can, it doesn't go your way. No. It's like you don't have any regrets and you just realize this, things are not going your way, so you have to make some changes. And you realize you can't do any much more than what you have done recently or even way back in the past so it's like give all your effort and everything else at a different place because sometimes people don't realize your worth over there so it's like people will appreciate your worth at a different place and, and people appreciate it here there is no doubt about that we're talking to jamry chroma defense lineman for jamu they get set for app state at two o'clock on saturday was it a challenge to get into the portal and kind of figure out what your next step was going to be was that scary at all uh, I'll say one thing for sure. Before you make any moves, you got to look things from all aspects. So I feel like looking at the film, talking to people in my circle. But, like, once I started putting my film together and people, like, gave me their opinions, the ones that was, like, in my circle, they said, like, hey, yeah, you should you should leave. And then um, when I spoke to people who have records, they didn't want me to leave, but they just felt like, oh, it's probably, like, a bad idea for me to leave. I just realized that, yeah, it's really time for me to leave, and I yeah. just had to bet on myself. But before anything, I had to make sure that I was able to get my degree, make sure, like, my film was put together that I have a chance because some people can go in there, make a decision based off their emotions. But for me, <laughs> it no wasn't doubt. really, like, a decision based on my emotions. I just looked at things from all different aspects and and just made a decision, went on, went along, uh, went along with it. And you, you're still level-headed, man. <laughs> you made a business decision. Yeah, exactly. I just and, had to make a business decision. And, and you're going to continue to because, obviously, yeah. I, I mean, you, you're not ready for your story to be done. I mean, yeah. football's still got to be the goal, right? Yeah, most definitely, though. Big like, time. So, so what – we get through this season – NFL is that is, yeah. that, is, is that is that where you want to get yeah, to? Yeah, I'm not hiding at all. Like most definitely NFL. Yeah, I mean like that's one of the main reasons why I came here. I had other reasons why I came here, but I just wanted to, like put myself in the best position possible to say that I have a shot, big time. And, and I'm guessing too, when you got on the portal, you're just there, there's so much unknown. You don't know where you're going to end up. What, yeah. what was it about JMU that you saw maybe the potential that you that you could reach? So before I enter the portal, like. Um, like, before I entered Portal, a while ago when I saw, like, GMU play North Dakota State, you know, like, the SES uh, playoffs, mm-hmm. I saw some good things. I'm like, okay, cool, winning program. And then, like, when I entered the Portal, GMU was the school that I thought about, and then they reached out to me. 
So I said, like, hey, if I'm not able to go FBS and I go FCS, that's the school. But I didn't know there was transition. And all to of a sudden. F- <laughs> yeah, to the FBS level. And that was, like, a plus for me right there. Yeah, but. but I just didn't want to go to a program where it's, like, losing and still in the building process because I've been through the, the, the building process twice, you know, when Coach Ash was there and then Coach mm-hmm. Chiano. You know, it's tough. So I just wanted to be a part of a program that's already built but just continue to stack and get better as a program. And with the other schools that offered me, it was still, like, in the building pro- process, and I just didn't want to go through that. So with James Madison, like, with the scheme – the coaches, the situation, it was just like a no-brainer for me to leave. I mean, for me to uh, go over there. So, like, when I did, when I, when I got my visits together, my official visits, you know, James Madison was the first school that I took the official visit to. But I said, hey, James Madison is, is a school. But if James Madison is not the school, then I got these other schools. So once I took my visit here to James Madison, it was no-brainer for me to, you know, commit. And I committed to you know, James Madison, Coach Ignetti, Coach Coons, and Coach Haynes, they took me in, and mm-hmm. the rest was history. Yeah, it's, it's been a great history, too. And you mentioned at the time just FCS, and you're all of a sudden they go with a transition. You yeah. guys jump right into a Sunbelt schedule. Right. Uh-huh. For you guys to be 18-3 and three <laughs> since, since moving up in, in this transition where teams aren't supposed to do this when they make the transition, yeah. is that even, does that even blow your mind a little bit, How what, the success that you guys have had? I mean, one thing for sure, like, you expect to win, yeah. you know, but sometimes the way you win, it could be shocking because you won't really expect for it to be this way or that way. So, like, some things that are happening is, like, mind-blowing. Then when you look at your past, like, for me, being at Rutgers and to be here, like, winning, the winning record, like, being undefeated and mm-hmm. ring and then the college game day, I wasn't thinking about all those <laughs> things before I entered here, before I came here when I, like, when I was in the portal. But I knew for a fact that I wanted to be a part of a winning team, winning program. But they didn't expect for it to be like this, though. How about the culture here and just what this place is? Even And you can compare it to Rutgers or whatever, but you've been to some different places. But yeah. is the culture here different than other places? Yeah, I mean, culture here is different. I feel like one thing about it is, like, especially like a winning program, guys know how things are being operated. So when guys know things, how, the way how things are being operated – Coaches don't really have to stress about you have to do things this way, you have to do things that way. But it's all about, like, come in, take care of your business, and the rest of it is going to take care of yourself. The best teams are player-led. Do you yeah. feel that here, that you can be a leader and you don't yeah. have to rely? I mean, the coaches are going to do what they do, and they'll get you going. But yeah. but for you guys to kind of lead by example and everybody knows the expectations? Yeah, everybody knows the expectations. Like, nobody going to game thinking, like, oh, we might lose this game. We're thinking about winning every single game, have that winning mindset, be dominant in all three phases. It's just offense, defense, and special teams. But we just going out there doing what we got to do and put as much points as we can and win the game, win every single game. Talking to Jamie Cromart, defensive lineman for JMU, and as Chris talked about, again, your goal now the National Football League. Was that a goal a couple years ago at Rutgers? Or has it changed? So I'll put it like this. I mean, it's first- probably always a goal, but – yeah, I put it like this. Like, when I first got there, come out of high school, you know, yeah, that's the goal. But, like, when I went through my hardship, like, injuries and my career wasn't going the way that I wanted for it to go, you know, I started questioning myself, like, hey, should I even pursue going to the NFL? Because it was at a point in time where I was like, you know what, I think I might just hang up the cleats because I was just going through, like, a hard time. And I felt like if I let the game go, probably the hard time I was going through would feel like a relief. But – Due to my, like, the people in my circle, like my family, friends, and everyone else, they just 
told me like just stay stay in it you know keep pushing it's going things are going to happen for you just keep pushing and later on like after last year and especially this year i'm like hey yeah i really do have a shot big time but the things that I've been doing, work, which is working hard, keeping the main thing, the main thing, that's what brought me here, and I don't want to sway away from that. To persevere through that, to think about hanging it up and not playing because it would be the easy route, Yeah, I'm sure you look back and, and thank God that you did not, that you, you did persevere, that yeah. you, you kept your, your nose down, your head down, and just grinded through it all. Yeah, big time. Oh, yeah, like, you know, going through those hardships made me the person I am today, so For I know sure, how to yeah. handle things, especially when situations are tough. But – if you used to tell me two, three years ago that I'd be in a situation I'm in now, <laughs> I would really think that you're lying to me because I used yeah. to feel like people would lie to me about this, lie to me about that. People would just talk Tell you stuff. what you want to hear, right? Yeah. yeah. And But, like, now me seeing it, it's like, hey, you know, me working hard, doing what I have to do is what, is what got me here. Nine sacks this year. He's one of the tops in the country. 18 and a half tackles for loss. You, you saw him when he first came in. How much has he grown just in the, the year and a half that he's been here? Oh, a ton. I, you know what's interesting? I will say this might be the best communicating player on our roster. <laughs> <laughs> and you know That's where I'm going something. with this. I think I talk to Jamry more than any player on this roster. <laughs> now, a lot of it might be like, hey, Chris, can you check, check the film what on some of these plays? What about this What about – I don't know. I think I got this all by myself. Now, I will say this. Most of the time he's am, right, isn't he? <laughs> uh, I, I will always look at stuff. And yeah. you know this. I, I was like, yeah. you show me the film, I will always look. And if it's clear cut, yeah, we're going to make the change. <laughs> but, like, hey, hey I, listen, I, I know how the system works. Like, I'm going to make sure Jamry will get his stats, okay? Mm-hmm. You don't got to worry about that. You don't have to worry about that. I got <laughs> you. Because, uh, yeah, nine, let's let's get to ten. Let's get to twenty. Let's keep it rolling. Yeah. And, uh you handle your business, and I'll make sure that uh, that people know. But, no, I, I've seen a ton of growth in, in him, and uh, it's been kind of neat to see. Like, it, yeah. I, I, the one really neat thing about my role is, like, getting to know someone that has nothing to do with football. Like, you know what I mean? Like, getting to know, like, who, who are they as a person, not necessarily a football player. For sure. Yep. And then literally um, a player got sick, and I was like, hey, can we go grab Jam? And, like, when you did media last time. Yeah. And, like, it was kind of unexpected. And uh, you were like, hey, can I talk to you after? And we ended up talking, what, probably half an hour afterwards. And, like, I got to know you as a human being, not just a football player. And I think that's really neat because it's, like, that's where I was like, yeah, like, let's talk about your family today. Let's let's talk about your background because that's the thing, like, people, like – they watch you play, but they don't really know who you are. Exactly. So, like, if it's I know, sure. like, there's yeah. something interesting, like, I'm like, yeah, let's talk about that. Maybe there's there's more to it here. Like, I mean, just t- sharing stuff with Dave, I think it's kind of been neat. Like, mm-hmm. getting to know who is Jordan McLeod, who is D'Angelo Pons, who's yeah, Aiden love, Fisher. Who, love to get to know these Who's Jamie Chroma? In, in amidst everything, who's Jalen Green? Like, we've got all these guys that people didn't necessarily know. They Like, they knew who Todd Zanteo was. They knew who Chris Thornton was. They knew who Percy was. And now we got these new guys that are kind of like, hey, what about me? Like, get to know me a little bit. But that's kind of neat. Like, I, I really like being able to showcase them as, as human beings. Because ultimately, like, yeah, not everyone's going to continue on and play football afterwards. Um, you know, a big part of my job is to make sure, hey, like, whatever interview you're going to, let me make sure you're ready. And I have no doubt Jam is going to be ready for whatever, whether it's 
wearing a suit or wearing a jersey, he's going to be <laughs> ready for whatever interview that's coming his way down the road. You know, Jim, as when your long NFL career is over, what do you want to do? Uh, man, I mean, I feel like during that time, I figure out what I want to do, like life after football. Because one thing that I have conversations with people, and one thing I tell them is that I want to, like, build my network. You know, because say your network is your net worth. And I feel like me being like a people's person, I'll be able to have like great conversations with people. Mm-hmm. And the conversation that you have with that particular person, that person may re- remember that conversation like, hey, that was a great conversation. Let me consider him and whatever the opportunity is. So it's like definitely build a network and um, invest my money, you know, put my money in the right places, but be mindful with the investments that I want to do. And, um, I feel like along the way, I really haven't figured out what I want to do life after football. But the plan is to just play NFL for a great amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone will complain if you do. No, yeah. no doubt about that. And, and, and as you mentioned a couple of years ago, maybe that, that started to not become a reality. But, but it, yeah. it, 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 it's, so, it's so crazy how things work out that you come, mm-hmm. come to a school that's making this transition, and all of a sudden you're getting a lot of pub because of how you're playing, how this university yeah. is perceived, how this football team is playing game day coming here all of a sudden there's some eyes on you now and this yeah. is a legitimate realistic opportunity yeah. for you mm. so i mean that that's got to be pretty thrilling for you let's talk about this week real quick about app state what do you see on film with these guys i mean one of their good offense um running backs are good quarterback he's a good quarterback you know he's not afraid to run the ball but he could also throw the ball have good receivers o-line pretty solid uh, like especially like the guards the guards are pretty good tackles are solid so it's like some things that we see that we can really attack, but it's due to our preparation that we will get the results that they want. But one thing about it, they're a good offense for sure. Is there any team we've played this year that App State's offense reminds you of or maybe even like their O-line reminds you of? Uh, I feel like with plays that they run, I'll say it could be similar to like UVA because App State like to run the outside zone. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that could really relate to like UVA because he's playing against the outside zone a lot when they're in pistol or like inside zone where offset back big time. But one thing about App State, they like to use their Titans a lot big yeah, time. They do. They always have a bunch. They had a bunch last year. You know, have you grown as a as a player off the field too? Like, and and what I'm getting at is, so many guys have talked about how they've grown a lot in watching film, learning maybe more about the game. Has has that increased for you since you came here as well? Yeah, I feel like one thing about it is that you don't have to wait till you go get to the pro level to be a pro. You'll be a pro now, which is here at the college level. It's like it's never too early for you to carry yourself like a pro. And for you to play on an all-time like high, a very high level, there's some things that you have to do off the field, which is like sacrifice. You know, if you want to be at this high elite level, you can't um, do these certain things that's going to benefit you. Like you have to stay focused and keep the main thing, the main thing, like things that you do. You got a question like, is this benefiting you or is this not benefiting you? <laughs> There's no you? doubt. Yeah. <laughs> because if it's not, then you have to cut that out and you're setting yourself short. So it's like the way you carry yourself often feels like little things like, you know, playing extra time with the film, taking care of your body. Mm-hmm. You know, all those little things play a part. So and putting the right things in your body. It's not like you could be a coach. I was going to say, maybe, maybe you <laughs> I mean, could do hey. that when it's all said and done. I mean, never thought about coaching, but, hey, who knows what may happen I feel, in the future. I feel like I've heard some of these things before, yeah. not from any, any coach in particular. But, <laughs> hey, I will say this. I like the fact that amidst all the chaos going on around town in the media, you guys stay locked in on what the, what the important thing is, and that's yeah. going 1-0 and on Saturday. Has that been a challenge? Uh. 
I mean, you could say it's a challenge because a lot of new things that are happening this week. But and not the, even this week, but every single week. I mean, there's so much talk about this I, program. I, I mean, yeah. You guys have a great job of that. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a challenge because, you know, the hardest thing is staying focused. You're not saying that it's hard for us, but it's hard to, like, consistently stay focused because no doubt. people can always get caught up with the media and look and see, like, how good of a team we are or how good of a player did. Of a, of a certain player, how he, how good he is. So it's like if you get caught up on those things, that's when you see yourself starting to decline. But you can't afford to decline. So it's like, you know, just you know, be tunnel vision and keeping the main thing the main thing. Let, let me ask you this: like, obviously, I know you guys main thing the main thing, but you're privy to what else is going on with other teams and yeah. el- elsewhere around athletics. How cool is this? Like, we got a football team rank, we got a basketball team rank. Oh, Women's man. basketball is off to a good start. We got both soccer Two teams soccer in NCAA. Teams. I got volleyball, a ten- great chance. Volleyball's in the championship this week. Uh, we got a nationally ranked tennis doubles team out of nowhere. Like, yeah. I mean, it just seems like success is just exploding across this athletic. How cool is that? Like to see like your peers and other sports also just playing at such a high level and and performing so well. I mean, it just shows what Harrisonburg is all about. You know what James Madison University is all about and. It just lead, lead to, like, people all over the nation, like, knowing what James Madison University is about. It's not just football. Like, it's not about basketball. All the, It's about all the other sports teams, too. So they're getting recognized and we have to do. And I know for a fact that they have great coaching staff and they're working hard, keeping the main thing the main thing. And that's what led to the results that they're getting. We are it's in America's every, team. We're, a, we're in everything school. Yeah. <laughs> this is America's yeah. school right now. So, America's school. This is America's it's, school. It couldn't be any better than that, man. So <laughs> this guy, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it's pretty really cool. good. It's a, it's a great town to be a Duke. Mm. We're glad you're a Duke. It's only been a couple years, but again, you're one of those guys that, man, we wish you would have been here for five or six years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, God has his plan, man. We so got you for two. We'll take way. it. Yeah. We'll, we'll take it. My man, I appreciate you. Appreciate you, too. Thank you for having me.